Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. Go ahead. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. And, and I'll let on you today's episode, we are going to be discussing Brandon's pick after he endured a long, hard Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then on top of that, uh, we had last week I did Hell House LLC. Um, but then this week we're doing Big Bully 1996 film starring Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold. This is back when Tom Arnold was still showing up in movies. <laughs> and Rick Moranis was still showing up in movies. But Rick Moranis, I will say this, can still show up in movies if he chooses to. Yeah. I don't think the same case can be said for Tom Arnold. You know, I don't. It's not that he's bad. It's just he's odd. He's just an oddball. Like, the only thing I think I've been able to really relate to him in anything is either when he was on Roseanne or in True Lies. Everything else is just, it's an epic miss. And it's not that he's horrible. It's just, I don't know. It's just, he's just odd. Yeah. I, I've always liked him, but it's just, in movies, I think I would prefer a stand-up than movie roles. But He's still, he's still doing stuff. That's crazy. People still got time on and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think luck. he took a big hit, though, didn't he, when him and Roseanne divorced? Yeah, I think that's after True Lies. I remember, so the moment where I just kind of like rolled my eyes at Tom Arnold and Roseanne was when they both do a cameo and uh, Freddie's Dead, Yeah, which, which in itself was a terrible movie. Let's be real. Um, I would say the Nightmare on M Street series uh, franchise has had just about as many duds as uh, the Halloween franchise. Um, but and I and I can only say I can say Friday the Thirteenth hasn't had as many duds. Although I think Friday the Thirteenth has had some Man. of the same type of repetitiveness. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's repetitive, no doubt. Uh, you know, I think after six, people kind of lost interest. I like seven. I think eight's fun. It's not good, but I think it's fun. And I think nine and Jason Goes to Hell is just the worst of the bunch. But, you know, I would say there's probably f three or four bad ones on Friday the 13th. So, I mean, I think they all have their duds. I mean. Yeah. But. We are going to be discussing Big Bully, uh, but first, I don't. I hadn't really watched anything, but we'll still do uh, what we watched. Um, this, which is for those that are listening or tuning in for the first time to our podcast, that's a segment in which we discuss movies or film, uh, same thing, films or TV shows that we've watched within the week. Uh, and starting with myself, and. I don't think I've really watched anything, honestly. This week, I haven't really, I hadn't really watched anything. Uh, I finished um, Midnight Club, uh, which was on uh, Netflix, and uh, which I liked. Uh, so it's Mike, Mike, um, Garrett, Mike, Garrett, not Mike Garrison. I'm sorry, um, Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, yeah. 
as um, his, which is had some of the same actors and actresses they use a lot, but it just, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the series, like, but I felt like it was in yeah, some moments of terror or, or horror, but I just felt like it just was mediocre compared to like something like Fear Street, which I wouldn't think I'd say this, but I felt Fear Street was overall better series of like trilogy, actually. I enjoyed that overall. It was better. Um, if you want to talk about like young, young teenage type of horror, it was better. I thought, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was better. Uh, so I thought that Midnight Club, which is bad because I like, I like, uh, Flanagan, but it felt like it fell short, just in my opinion. I think that's the census of, uh, of him with these Netflix shows he's doing. Hill House knocked it out of the park, but ever since then, it's not lived up to that from what I hear online. I haven't seen his other two shows, but you know, that's just what I hear. It's not lived up to Hill House and what he accomplished with that series. But like you, I haven't read the books or I'm not familiar with the anything of Midnight Clubs. Is, it? Is that it? Yeah, this was called. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. I heard it was like Fear Street, like young adult fiction, but I haven't read any of it. So... Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've all I've watched. Uh, I did go back and watch. Um, I did go back during the Halloween time frame. I went back to watch um, uh, last night's Soho, which is uh, it's still an excellent movie. Um, I wa- I wanted to go back and Barbarians on HBO Max. I wanted to watch that again. Uh, those are the type of horror that I like. Like for instance. And I agree with you when it comes to like your thought that James Wan is like the new it guy when it comes yeah. to uh, horror. And I mentioned that because even though it's been a couple of years removed, I still want to go back and watch Malignant again, again, because it's just such a, he, man, I will say that he is the, he's the king of horror right now. James Wan, even though, you know, cause Mike Flanagan, I, he's good, but he's probably the equivalent of a ah, he's the equivalent of a, I would say I, I was going to say Toby Hooper uh, which is Toby only had like a few films that was like, to me, really good same with Mike Flanagan I think his films in itself were great but his TV stuff not so much, so I don't want to compare him to that, maybe a I wouldn't say Wes Craven either because Wes is Wes is top tier with Carpenter. Yeah. They're top tier, but and I want to say he's a Cunningham because Cunningham is bottom tier. Uh, so he's like maybe like Mick Garrison <laughs> or something like something like right in the middle yeah, there. Don't, don't insult him by comparing him to Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, that's but, coming James from Friday the Well, my point is James Wan is what up there. So his stuff, yeah. I always want to go back and revisit. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I would put Flanagan maybe third, third guy in horror today. Uh, I don't know who I would put second, but I don't know. Maybe second. I, I There's some good ones. I just can't think of their names, but yeah. Uh, um, real far, quick. 
yeah. I, I can tell you what I have watched. Uh, so real quick, because I haven't really watched movies, but I'm still watching uh, Atlanta, which is on season four. It's the last season of Atlanta so far that the season has been great. Uh, the episode before the one that just aired is was excellent. It was called the the goof who sat by the door, and it's like it's their version of what of, of what happened with the a goofy movie. And how Goofy Movie is the blackest movie ever made, and it's it's really interesting, uh, and it's such a great episode. Uh, but yeah, um, of Atlanta, and then uh, I'm still watching Chucky. Uh, it's on season two. It's interesting. Um, I'll say this about the Child's Play franchise. I mean, when I say that, I mean the Don Mancini franchise. Um, which is the franchise. The other one isn't. But uh, it, I would say that it has stuck to its guns as far as continuity and and somehow made it, it work. Even though, like, you know, what, like it went off in the rails with Seed of Chucky, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. um, but God bless the man for keeping continuity going and all his stuff. Yeah. And it, hey, I give him that man, and and so far, and I love the show. I think that ch- it's just Chucky is Chucky is top tier when it comes to the horror slasher horror villains. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think he needs to be up there, and I think that it's a disservice if you put him anywhere lower than that. He's he's up where he's up there with Ghostface, and I put Ghostface up there. He's up there with Ghostface, Michael, uh, and Freddie and Jason. Those are top tier, in my opinion. Yeah. That is top tier. Would, everybody else is beneath them. Yeah, I would put Chucky for me anyway. Chucky's probably my second favorite, so he's number two for me. Like Jason's number one, and Chucky's two. And I would put Michael three, and I don't know who between Freddy and Ghostface for four. Uh, but I'm just not a big Freddy fan, so <laughs> he deserves like they are the top three when it comes, you know, uh, what they did for horror back in the '80s, but. I don't know. I just, but I, I did hear what they do, Chucky season two, killing off a, a certain character. And it's like, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> why? Uh, but, you know, I will eventually watch it. It's just, I hate that, that they killed that guy off. Yeah. That's- no, no spoilers. But uh, <laughs> that's what he does. No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what did you watch, Brandon, before we get to our actual review? Since the last time we've been here, I said, okay, I watched Black Adam, which I thought was a lot of fun. I thought they, you know, it was, they went back to basics with it. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but it is a fun movie. Um, I thought The Rock did really good playing the character. I love Aldous Hodge in it and Pierce Brosnan in it, but I thought DC needed to go back to basics and start over, and I felt that's what Black Adam was doing. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um and Pierce uh, sorry, but I thought there we go. You're good. Um, I see comments. We're getting comments. So Tom Lovin is watching. Andy Harden says, "What's up, Andy? I saw that you said that you were sick. Uh, you got the bug. We're praying for you. We pray for you and your family that you all pull through." Tom Lovin says, "Let's talk Top Gun Maverick." Hey, bro, come on, Tom. I know that you are such a fan. Of Top Gun Maverick, well, hey, and rightfully so because it's an awesome film. It is. I bet you've seen it 
the most. You've probably seen it as many times as Brandon has seen Elvis. Um, uh, and uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell is on my top tier, he says. Uh, is that who's that, Brandon? Is that from Top Gun still? What now? Pete Maverick Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I know you've seen it, Tom. And we give you props. It's going to be in my top. Uh, at the end of the year, we do a, a list of our top 20, maybe. That's the thing we do typically. Uh, yeah. It's going to be within my top 10. I'm not going to tell you where. Top I can 10. tell you what's going to be on my worst list. I can go ahead and tell you how long it uh, ends. It will be on oh, my worst list. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it makes the worst for me. It is what it is. And that saddens me. That saddens so me. How much has changed course. in a year? <laughs> oh, as far as no, no, you haven't beat him. Uh, uh, so, uh, Brandon, he, you, you beat him. Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute, maybe not. He says he's seen Top, top Gun Maverick five times in theaters, fifteen times on digital. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't seen Elvis that many times. I saw it seven times in theaters, and I've seen it once on Blu-ray. Okay. But what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just um see what else did I see? Well, I did watch a recently watch a movie called Emergency, which I recommended to you, which I don't even know how to explain what that movie is about. It it starts off like a comedy uh about these two black guys. They're one's getting ready to graduate. Well, they're both getting ready to graduate. One's going to medical medical school though. And they end up finding this white girl in their house passed out and everything. And one guy's like, we can't call the cops. We black. <laughs> She's All unconscious. Right. Enough said. I'm going to see it. I will watch it. Enough said. I will right. watch it. <laughs> and, and it's piqued my interest. Anything dealing with black guys finding white women. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's funny. But uh, uh, what else you watch? I watched a Christian movie called Paul's Purpose. Paul's Promise. Um, I thought that was decent. Um you know, he, he struggles with uh, depression, alcoholism. Uh, his mom's dying of cancer. Uh, so and her only wish for him, her dying wish is for him to get back, to get into church, give his heart to God. And, and so I really, I like the message. It just, it was cheap, but as far as production goes, I really like the message. I think that's all I've seen though. Okay, I haven't went to theaters this week, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much all. Um, so we're going to get into our actual film review, which is on Big Bully. Uh, let's go to IMDb if it still has it up for me. Uh, Big Bully, so Big Bully is a 1996 film starring. Rick Moranis as David Leary, Tom Arnold as Roscoe Bigger, a.k.a. Fang, and Julian Phillips as Victoria, and there's Carol Kane in it as Faith, Jeffrey Tambor as Art, and then Curtis Booger Armstrong as Clark. And there's other people in this movie. Also, Don Knotts. We got to mention him. You got to mention Don. Uh, uh, And I didn't realize, I forgot that Don Knotts was even in this film. Um, the movie is about a writer returns to his hometown uh, where his, he faces his childhood nemesis 
whose life is he ultimately ruined, only the bully wants to relive, relive, relive their painful past by torturing him once again. Um, yeah, that's a good synopsis. Uh, Brandon, you got the numbers on this one? Oh, I do. <laughs> it got a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Although it does have a 4.2 out of 5 on Voodoo. <laughs> 65% liked it on Google, but here's where it gets really bad. Rotten Tomato score is 0% with an audience score of 20%. So it's uh, certified rotten, I would say. Well, there you go. Um, and so here we go. Let's get into Big Bully. All right. So first of all, when Brandon said, hey, we're going to watch Big Bully, I literally forgot that this movie even existed. Uh, uh, and I was like, I was thinking, you know what I was thinking about? What was you thinking uh, about? The ant bully. <laughs> wow. That's my first thought. Let's cut my voice. Um, anyway, yeah, so I was thinking about ant bully. Uh, but yeah, I was so wrong. But not not because I love Rick Moranis. He's like top tier on my list as far as like comedic actors, uh, mm -hmm. especially that dad role. Uh, he's really good. Especially, I loved him in, um, of course, I loved him in, uh, of course, I loved him uh, in, um, what is that movie? Uh, Look who, uh, not look who's talking. I'm sorry. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. I got distracted because his voices. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I loved him in that. But I, this Spaceballs. movie, Spaceballs. Yeah. It's with my other dude, John Candy, my, my overall dude, John Candy. Um, and so, yeah, I loved, I loved him. He's a comedic, uh, Canadian actor, Canadian comedian. Uh, but he's beloved, uh, of course, Ghostbusters, you know, uh, he's beloved. And uh, and I know I would mention this. So was it last year or a year before that? He was assaulted in the street by some butthole. Yeah. Uh, who uh, who just randomly hit him. Uh, no one deserves no one deserves to be hurt. Uh, I think that no one deserves anybody to put their hands on him. Um, yeah. I'm a bit of a. Even though I watch movies, it, my wife asks me this all the time. She says, how come you watch horror movies and things like that or violent action movies? And I can watch that stuff, but I don't in real, because it's, it's not real. It's fictitious. These people are acting. They leave. They come to their families or whatever else. Same with pro wrestling. Uh, but I don't like to see people really get hurt, really get beat up or uh, accosted. And so... Um, he doesn't deserve for any, no one deserves for anyone to invade their personal space and, and assault them yes. um, on any reason whatsoever. Now it's okay. If you are being assaulted and you got to fight back or defend yourself, then that's fine. But just to, just to randomly hit someone and beat someone up and to do stuff, it's absolutely wrong, man. And, uh, and Rick Moranis, uh, you know, the man gave up his career to uh, take care of his wife and then raise his children after his wife died. So 
you know, I'm, I'm, I have a big heart for Rick Moranis. And so, you know, it was, I'm glad you chose this movie because I was really good. It felt real good to see Rick Moranis. Yeah, that's, that's why I chose it. I couldn't remember if I actually liked it back in 96. I don't think I, I, hey, I thought maybe it was okay. Uh, how you doing, The Hobbit? <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to, I wanted to do something lighthearted, and I saw that movie was on there, so I was like. Matthew Carter's watching. Hey, Matthew, thanks for um, watching. Bilfer said New York City is a fallen city. Crime is out of control. I agree. So it, it sounds like you are about to become Batman, though, Bilfer. So <laughs> yeah. if you if I hear somebody that that dark hobbit is running around oh, New York, like stopping crime via wow. a ring, throwing a ring at people. I don't know. Throwing a ring you know, at people. Like, like, you know, the, the hobbit, the ring, Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Yeah. Went from yeah. Batman to Lord of the Rings lore. Hey, it'd be dope. It'd be dope. It'd be a greatest outfit. But no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So I saw it was on Prime. And I was like, you know, this movie's probably not going to be great, but it'd be really good to see Rick Moranis again. It's been a while. So <laughs> that's why I picked it. I just wanted to watch him. And, and the movie went the way I thought it would, but I loved seeing him in it. So... You know, and I thought there was a tender moment between him and his son when it's like the wife left and he kind of blames him for his mom leaving. And, you know, I just I like that dynamic of him mm -hmm. playing dad. That's kind of lost everything. But he's got a book. He's got a he's got a he's got a writing career that no one goes to see. And no one will, wants his autograph. Or they want Stephen King books. I, uh, it's still relevant today, man. We're talking about people love the love for Stephen King is still relevant today. I mean, that's you know that's cool. I mean, it just it's it's really cool. The the funny thing about that is the fictitious book that he pitches sounds like a really good, really good book. It yeah. sounds like a really good book. Like it's like Pet Cemetery, but different. So he <laughs> said he said that he he pitched the story to a guy, um, we, and we go back to when they were kids, but. He pitched a story to a guy that seemed like he's like a serial killer. Uh, he, he told him, yeah, man, so the story about a serial killer who kills victims and buries them in his yard, but his yard is, he's, his house is on an ancient Indian burial ground. And so the victims come back to life and then they try to come at the killer. I'm like, that sounds like a really good book. I like, I would read it. It sounds like a really great idea. <laughs> but, uh, and then I'm surprised Stephen King went like, uh, I could do that. Um, but that's uh, my sequel, the pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that's my sequel. Um uh, Steven, Steven, Steven is falling off so bad. But anyway, uh yeah, he's still relevant though. He's still relevant though. He's hey, you can't you can't you can't knock the guy. He is still people still buying his stuff and he's still putting out like dollar babies, and so people are directing or buying buying rights to his stuff every single day. Um, because Stephen King's name equals money, period. Um, but yeah, uh, so what what do you think about young Rick Moranis, uh, or young young David, Davy oh. rather, and the and the bully and like that aspect, growing up, and and also I want to ask you, because I know that your personal story, you've dealt with bullies in your life, uh, 
dealt with one in particular that was the size of his bully. Well, I wasn't the size of Rick Moranis's child, but uh, I was I was smaller than this other guy, and this other guy actually committed a crime. Like he was picking on me one day, like and he was stuffing my ears, saying how much he's gonna whoop me and everything. And later on, he com- he committed murder. It freaked me out <laughs> that this guy was doing this to me, and later on went and killed somebody. As like it just it stuck with me for a very long time. Mm. But um, I thought it, it was. It brought back memories, but at the same time, it was kind of cringeworthy because I didn't think I didn't think the bully was a very good child actor, you know. But no, I've seen better better child bullies. The best, one of my favorite. All right, all right so if I'm ranking bullies, Buzz from from uh, uh Buzz from uh, Home Alone, who's the older brother, who's sort of a bully. Um, then you have well that kid, that actor himself. He's he's play, played in movies where he's like the bully kid. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the bully in uh, uh, Little Monsters. I want to say it's the same kid. I might be wrong. Uh, it might not be the same kid, but it's little 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 that that stereotype bully, the heavy set little yeah. kid. Oh, the the kid from um, uh, the movie that we watched last year about the the Christmas like the kid won the uh, Nintendo. Yeah, that bully kid. That kid, he's a he was a great bully. Kind of like looks older. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like he like if it was if it was my bully, that would terrify me honestly. Uh, Christmas <laughs> my, story bully. Yeah, yeah, Christmas story bully. Oh, uh, he's like the 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 bully. Uh, you know, my God, his 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 uh, his uh, eyes were green or whatever. His teeth were whatever green. I don't know. The kid, he's got on my nerves. I, I would have whipped his butt too. Anyway. But I personally had bullies growing up, um, you know, got, got bullied, uh, especially in high school. Uh, I suffered uh, a bully every single day, like in gym class, just would try to pick on me and bully me. And um, one day I took a plate and threw it at his face, although I missed. Um, but my point got across. Um, and so... Ergo, I was no longer bullied, but uh, I don't suggest you do that. <laughs> just how it went for me. And then there's another guy that bullied me, and I and his football player, and I kind of uh, slapped him in the back of the head, which was dangerous because it could kill me. I'm glad that he did not kill me because uh, he had a scholarship and all the you know to play football. But 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 because of that incident, I ended up meeting one of my best friends, Joey Smith, um, aka Randall Shane, uh, so the Kentucky superstar, and le- uh, began the journey of pro wrestling friendship, yeah. movie friendship, and so good things came out of that incident. Uh, let's see, uh, Billford says bully in it chapter one that carved into the yeah that guy oh he is he's a it's Henry, social right? Yeah. And then Kid, uh, I don't know that one. Um, but yeah, there's been some good bullies in in uh film history. Do you consider uh the kid from Toy Story a bully? The uh, Sid Sid was a bully, right? 
I mean, yeah, he, he bullied the toys. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say the best one for me is Biff Tannen. I, I just – I don't think you top him at all. But uh, but he's like a beloved bully, you know. It's, it's weird. It's weird like that. But, but yeah, I mean – but as far as this movie goes, it was cringeworthy, but it did bring back some memories of this, you know, this this guy just wouldn't leave me alone. And, you know, everyone goes through it, though. It's, you know, it's a deeper issue with them. Something's going on at home, which is the case for mine. Uh, it was something very deep and dark was going on. Um, so I think like that's Henry. why they do it. Yeah. Like Henry. <laughs> I said like Henry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's why they do it. Something dark and deep is going inside them and, at home, you know. And that's what and Corey Corey Cunningham said that in Halloween Games because he's when he confronted his bully, which did make sense. He's a band geek. Come on. Well, I guess anybody can be bullies, even if you're a band geek. Uh, but anyway, uh, he he said, "Yeah, your dad doesn't love you, and that's why you're doing this because of his he abused you, and so you give it to me, and so or something like that." But yes. That's pretty much it. You know, a lot of bullies. I had a bully in elementary school, too. My cousin kind of confronted him, and he stopped bullying me because my cousin's bigger. And he was tougher. And he was, like, in a different age. And it didn't work out well for that bully. But, um, yeah, uh, but I do want to mention also, so I think the one kid that they hired, they, they hired him, and they hired a grown-up just because they're able to stick their – fist in their mouth. It's yeah. the only sole purpose of that character. Um, but I did, but that leads me to uh, another thing. Um, some of the people that we have that shows up in this movie. So, uh, all right, uh, Harry Waters Jr. is the guy that sticks his finger in his mouth. Stuart Pankin, who plays Jerry or Gary, um, you know, uh, he was like, that guy, he's, you know, he's one of those guys that you see, you've seen and stuff. He's in Honey, I Shrunk, Honey, uh, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah. He's in Congo, Fatal Attraction, Arachnophobia. Uh, that guy, um, he's he was a guy that I didn't realize it was in this movie, man. And I just, and he's another guy I kind of like seeing. I was like, hey, that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing him. I th- he only had like one scene at the diner, right? Or the bar. Yeah, he only had that one scene. The other friend that was the pyro guy, he had more scenes. He was all over the place. Yeah, I was thinking maybe this was around the time they did Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Maybe the, I felt like a lot of these comedians just showed up to help Rick and Tom, like just kind of having fun. And it's kind of what it felt like. So that's how fun. Yeah. Not to really take this movie serious, and I felt like they had the worst director to direct this. I I like Steve Miner. He directed two of Friday Thirteenth films. He directed H two O, but he's not known for comedy. I mean, no, I don't think you should get a horror guy for comedy. I, it's just, yeah, you can tell because this goes to a very dark place. <laughs> and that was actually a good scene when, when Tom Arnold became psycho. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I do want to mention. Don Knotts. So yeah. I wonder, I, th- I thought this was, could have been his last film, but actually Pleasantville was his last film, um, which he, he had a quick little cameo as a uh, TV repairman in Pleasantville, which I love Pleasantville. It's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. 
films from the 90s, um, which I would love for us to do this on the podcast. Actually, Pleasantville would be great. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe next. I'd find out if it's streaming anywhere. Um, but uh, Don Knotts, man, it was really good seeing him. And I just, man, he's such, uh, he's such a great uh, character actor, great comedic actor. Um, and they made a Mayberry joke in here. And I kind of giggled because I was like, hey, Don Knotts is in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so he's known as Barney Fife, the the lovable deputy or whatever, you know. And so ah man, it just it just it just did my and it did my heart good to see him. It did my heart good to see Curtis Armstrong, Booger. Just that guy, every time I see him in something, I'm like, hey, you know, he popped up in Supernatural, I believe. Yes, um, and so Every time I see him, I'm like, booger. He's going to always be booger. I don't care what he's in. It's his fault. He's going to be booger for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think at a certain point, I, don't th- I think they embrace that. They might not embrace it at the time. They're, <laughs> it's big, but after so many years, they're still known for something. I think you have to embrace that, that you're still known. Uh, but I actually forgot. Yeah, he is uh, – Revenge of the Nerds, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I forgot. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere, but I was like, well, what is it? But now you you mentioned the name Booger. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Revenge of the Nerds. And he did show up in Supernatural. I remember one episode, at least, he showed up. Um, So it it was good. Carol Kane, it was so good to see her because I just go to Adam's family all the time when I see her. But... uh. Playing Tom Arnold's wife, they have six kids, and only one kid is of importance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, man, you you could have wrote something for these kids other than being rowdy. Yeah, Carol Kane, she's another actress that uh, I seen her in the uh, Unsomething Kimmy Schmidt, Kimberly Schmidt or whatever on uh, Netflix. Yeah, just when I seen her pop up in there, I was like, she steals every scene she's in, and people don't. So those actors and actresses that are comedic actors and actresses that's from the eighties, like like her and Rick Moranis and the Gilda Radners and you know, um um uh I can't think of her name. Um I'm blanking on it. Her, uh not Carol Kane, uh, West Carol Kane, but what's the one that was in um that was in uh, a lot of the Mel Gibbs Mel Brooks stuff, the one that she passed away from cancer, you know what I'm talking about? She was in uh History of the World. She was in uh, uh, Blazing Saddles. She's the one that says, it's true, it's true. That one. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's, a, it's a blank. I think she's also in Clue. She's in Clue. She looks like Susan Sarandon? Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Okay, I know you're talking about. <laughs> she's comedic, just like her. I forget. Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. That's the name. Um, she is, like, those those people, man. When they when they pop up and stuff, they steal the scene. They steal the show. Yeah. Uh, like and she she acted circles around Tom Arnold. Like when she pops up in the scene, like I want more of her than I do Tom. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's with all due respect, it's not hard to act circles around Tom Arnold. <laughs> with all due respect, but uh, I, I just think this movie would have been better if they would have cast someone else in the bully role. Hey man, give it to Don Knotts. I mean, give, I mean that would have been fun. 
seeing Don not to be a bully. I mean, mm. or the the Booger guy, um, just Tom Arnold. Every time he's on screen, it's just like, you know, you're not doing it for me. You know, and he's you, so over, like you say, so over the top. Like I would have loved, you know, who would have been perfect as a bully. Um, uh, um, why did I just blank on his name? I'm looking at him like in my brain uh, from Home Alone. Not Marv. Uh, no, Al. Uh, Harry. Harry. Harry, not Marv. Which one's the tall one? Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. He would have been perfect as a as a bully character. I would have rather seen Daniel. I love Daniel Stern. Yeah. So I, would, I would have rather seen him. Um, was John Candy still living at this point? I think John. Yeah, John died in 90. Uh, John Candy died in, I think his last movie was Wagons East. Uh, uh, he died in 94. So, yeah, he's, he has passed away at this point. Um, so they would have, but, they have, they have the perfect con- chemistry, connection, comedy timing. I mean, him and Rick just worked so well together. So it would have been perfect for them too. Candy would have been perfect and he would have been lovable as a bully. That's the thing. Tom, Ar- Tom, Tom Arnold wasn't really lovable. Like, you know, even if a bully, you want him to be lovable. Like, like he doesn't realize they've been being a bully. He's like, he, he thinks this is just friendship and their friendship. Like yeah. I can like uh no they're not same age, but if they was to remade it a little bit later, um Chris Farley would have been, been perfect as that role as that role. Oh yeah. Um oh if if he lived, if he had lived, John Belushi would have been absolutely perfect. Jim Belushi would have been absolutely perfect uh in that role. Like I would I would rather see them um yeah, in that was, role. I think the problem with the movie, bad director. And they should have cast someone else as the bully. I think it would have been much a much better film. But that being said, it was still good to see Rick Moranis yeah. and company. Yeah. Or, or you know, the guy that played Newman from uh, Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he would have been perfect. Like he, I can see him. Me. You want somebody to kind of you feel like would be a he does, maybe don't feel like a bully, but he's he's that guy that you just love to hate. Uh, but um, like. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I agree that they shouldn't have cast Tom Arnold. I think that is bad casting. Maybe I don't know if Tom was hot at that point. I don't know, or he was cheap. He was cheap, or or they owed him one for something. I don't know. Or, or could have been Roseanne said, "Hey, you you're gonna take time if you want me to do this project. Give Tom this project." I think this was two years after True Lies, so he was he was still rolling. You know, he's. Still had stuff going on, but he just he's never been a lead in anything that I've ever seen that's been good. Oh, you know who would have been perfect? That's the bully. Honestly, and I, I know it would have seemed weird, but I would have loved it. Sinbad. Sinbad would have been excellent. Yeah, he to me anyway, he kind of yeah. played the bully part in uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. And he was good. I love him. Still, and then at the end, you still love him still. You still... Yeah. You don't hate him. You don't hate him as a character. So yeah. So I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He would have been. He would have been better. Um. But I would think. Uh. So. So he. So Tom Hank. Tom Allen. Tom. Tom Arnold. Rather. <laughs> he. He. Uh. Steals a moon rock, and gets sent to juvie, and. Uh. And he's like a depleted man until Rick Moranis' character David comes back into town. Now Rick Moranis' son. 
in Big Bully uh, was actually the kid uh, years later would go on to be in Not Another Teen Movie. He's the one that uh, was the uh, the Judd uh, type of character. Yeah. I think it's the same kid. Um, but um, but yeah. This movie, I can't I like that's when I when I was watching this movie, I was thinking, oh, I would just I, I would I would beat the hell out of Tom Arnold. I just just every time I seen him, I was like, oh, just annoying. And that's what Tom Arnold was annoying in this movie. I agree. I do, I agree. Annoying. I thought the only thing that he did good at and this was the best direction is when it kind of came like a horror film in, mm-hmm. in the woodshop class. <laughs> I thought that was really well done. And I thought that's when that was his best part, best scene in the whole movie. Uh, Cause he, he actually looked like a, a killer. <laughs> looked like somebody yeah. that was mad. Um, it was went psycho. So I, 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 I just feel like it was bad direction, bad miscasting, but I thought with all, the whole cast, man, you've got a really good comedian cast here. This should be gold and it's not. And it, it hurts. <laughs> Cause you hate to see Rick Moranis because at this point, so we didn't know that his time was going to be limited in Hollywood um, due to his yeah. wife's You just hate to see someone like that that's so good waste his time on a me- mediocre film. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I-, I agree. Um, we can go ahead because this movie isn't really – Rick Moranis is the best part of the film. Yeah. Um and, and I will say one thing: uh, the, the 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 I think her name was Vicky Victoria. That yeah. love interest just didn't make sense. No, they didn't. They didn't develop it well, so I thought that was wasted potential. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can go ahead and give Forrest a kiss. Well, well, real quick, I want to mention one more person that I loved absolutely in the movie: Je- uh, Jeffrey Tambor, who played Art, the next door neighbor. Yeah. He stole every single time he came on the screen. He stole it, and yeah. he was utterly more interesting than other than Rick Moranis. Their interaction was so much more interesting. I wish the movie had been about just him, maybe thinking his neighbor might be a serial killer. That'd been great. That'd been a totally good movie with Rick Moranis and that guy. Yeah, and, and that because you switched the role. Great. You switch the roles where that guy's the bully and Tom Arnold's the neighbor, which Tom Arnold still wouldn't pull it off because he's just not that good of an actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel bad for saying that though, because no, I actually right. do like him. He's just not, he's not good. And the he best thing you ever seen is True Lies. It's True Lies. Yeah, but he was good in it because Arnold was great in it and because Jamie Lee was great in it. Um, uh, Mikhail's Navy was a dud. Um, exit wounds. Was he in that? Was yeah, with DMX, DMX, and um, freaking John, whatever the other guy's name is. He's, I, I, f- I for- totally forgot the, the movie. Uh, let's see. He's I, in, uh, it does. Yeah, I remember. I actually do remember him making fun of Seagal though, on some interview. I think it was Howard Stern. <laughs> Everybody makes fun of Seagal though. The way he yeah. We can go ahead and go to the end of it, bro. Uh, I would give my – this is my stars for it, where my mark outs, marks for this movie. 
I'm going to give it two mark outs out of five. Um, I love Rick Moranis, and I love seeing Don Knotts, and I love seeing I love seeing pretty much everyone in the movie to some extent. I think the directing was terrible, and I think Tom Arnold was terrible. But Rick Moranis shined, and other people in it, he had great elements, would have been a great movie, uh, but it just, it just, it's not Rick's best. Like, other stuff Rick has done is good, but it's not him. But that's the thing. I want to say that it's not Rick Moranis that makes this movie bad. It's no, Tom Arnold and the directing. I agree with you. So, I give it to. Yeah, I would, I put more of the, the more of it on the director, Steve Miner. Uh, he, he didn't, he had no business directing a comedy, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to give it 2.5 because I, I really, I loved everything Rick did. I love Carol Kane in the movie. I love Jeffrey in the movie. So I, I thought it's a bad movie, but it was an okay time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there were some things I really liked. There was some things that, like, it was very cringeworthy, and especially with Tom Arnold. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> I liked him in True Lies, though. But yeah, uh, 2.5 for me. All right. Well, I do have what we're gonna what we're gonna watch next week. He's got it. I got it. I mentioned it, and I looked it up, and it's on Hulu. So there you go. Uh, Pleasantville. Pleasantville. We're gonna okay. do Pleasantville. We're gonna revisit Tom Knotts again, <laughs> and Paul Walker. And Paul Walker. We get some Paul Walker. We get some Tom Knotts. Tom, uh, Don, Don Knotts, rather. We get some um, uh, Reed Witherspoon. Reed right? Witherspoon uh, Toby, Toby, Toby McGuire. Toby. We're getting Toby. We get Toby. Uh, and then we also get uh, Jeff Jeff Daniels. Not Jeff. Oh, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Jeff. Jeff's in it. Um, so we get some. some we, hey, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Pleasantville is like. Like yeah. if I had to do my be- top movies of the of of all time, Pleasantville is in there. It's it's totally in there. Um, we're gonna stay tuned, similar to this. Yeah, Robert. stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned was sort of similar. Although I love it, it has a soft spot in my heart too. Uh, stay tuned has I I love. Uh, why am I blanking on his name now? Jeez, uh, John John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah, I love John Ritter. And I love they had a wrestling scene in it. So anything that had wrestling in it was yeah. Which there was a wrestling scene in this movie too. Uh, Tom Arnold's family was watching um, Raw, I believe. Oh wow, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think uh, it was Diesel, Kevin Nash. Oh, I didn't think I did see him. All right, yeah, I thought I thought I was hallucinating for some reason. But um, but yeah, no. Um, so next week, Pleasantville. In the meantime, what do we want them to do, Brandon? We want you to like, uh, share, subscribe. Um, get this out here. You know, help us out a little bit. We're, we're trying to reach 500 subscribers, so help us out. Hope you're enjoying hey. it, too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please comment. Did you have bullies? If you're watching us on YouTube, comment on our YouTube channel. Comment on our Facebook channel. Let us know. Uh, follow us on our social medias. Uh, we're both on TikTok. Brandon has more hilarious stuff than I do. I just, I'm just there. Um, but and then um, Instagram and all. Well, I'm I'm there. Brandon, just look us up. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, if you're being bullied, uh, don't. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Just get past it. Keep going in life. 
one of these days that bully may come to you needing help because you know just how life goes sometimes or or in Brandon's case the bully would go to jail for a very long time uh but I haven't seen him since that day I, I was in fourth grade I think he was in seventh yeah I hadn't I haven't heard from him since I'm assuming he's out by now but it was it was on the news and everything. He he killed his father uh, with a shotgun. Oh wow! He he drove the truck to Bowling Green and finally turned himself in. Uh, but yeah, I hadn't seen Billy since oh. since then. So, well, all right, yes, don't look for him. All right, so uh, <laughs> any oh, <laughs> how many Billys I know? Uh, no. <laughs> No, I really felt bad though when I heard all of it, what what had happened. Like his dad was abusive to him, so I really felt bad for him. Yeah. It made sense why he bullied me so much. Just yeah, dad but, was doing to him. What we want to say here at the Margaret Movie Podcast is be better people, love one another, and let's not hurt one another. Yeah, and celebrate each other. Uh, but in the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey. We thank you for marking out with us here on the Markout Movie Podcast.